0: guys welcome back to Blue Wife Life.
1: Hi I'm Mary one of your co-hosts and this is my other co-host Becky the only mom I know that is crazy enough well in my opinion crazy enough to drive across the country with her three children by herself.
0: I know I know I did it was like 1500 miles or something but Um, My dad and stepmom live in East Tennessee and it's just so much fun. I spent my summers here growing up and we hike and go fishing and Scott was in D.C. working for a little while so I was like, let's just drive another eight hours to go see him and it was also fun. A lot of hotness, a lot of whining, but whatever, we're doing it and I'm packing up four suitcases right now to head back to Texas tomorrow. It takes a couple
1: days. I mean, you are legit brave because I've driven with Bo from Texas to Alabama one time and that felt like a really long time by myself. But you are literally going from Texas to Washington, D.C.
0: Yeah, I have learned, though, that it was like, oh, let me go prep and let me go get all these like crayons and coloring books and like little car things to do. But then somebody inevitably drops the crayons and Then there's, I didn't get this, Then why does he get that? And so now I'm like, here, everybody, tablets. You get to do tablets all day. I don't even care. Ain't no shame in my game. Take this and smile.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's smart. That's really smart.
0: So what has your, what is the snapshot of your summer since I've been gone?
1: Oh, well, not as fun as yours, but it's okay. Everything is good. My car broke down. Didn't have a car for six days. My engine overheated on the side of the highway in 95 degree Texas weather with my kids in the car. So that was awesome. Steven was out of town, by the way. And yeah, that $1,300 later, my car is fixed. So that's a good thing.
0: I feel like we need to like pray over this car because it's only a few years old. Y'all bought it six months ago. I think he told people on social media that he left with the keys to academy the last time he was out of town he took your one set of keys with you and it's already overheated twice once
1: it overheated once
0: what was the second time didn't you break down twice in the last week
1: well it was all the same problem It, it was like it was i broke down twice on my way home like i would stop let it cool down for like 20 minutes, but my windows all had to be rolled down. It was like six o'clock, blaring heat. And then I would drive halfway. Like I drive another mile, then I would have to pull over again. And then I just wanted to get my kids home. So I would drive, pull over, drive. Pull over. Do
0: you feel like, do you feel like any mechanics are listening to this? Like, Oh God, please, please tell me this girl is not for real right now.
1: <clears throat> well, The mechanic that I ended up towing my car to was very nice, and he knew my husband was out of town, and that always makes me nervous when you're like, they think they can take advantage of you, but my car's fixed, so that's good, and
0: yeah. That's okay. Second half of your summer's going to be better. Okay, tell us about about the interview that's coming up today. Okay,
1: today we're interviewing Zana from Honor the Brave, and she is telling her story about how they took really sad scary disappointing situation her husband was a police officer and was badly badly injured and essentially couldn't work anymore and they turned that story and started a business kind of in honor of that and so now they have this really cool business in real estate and she's just sharing her story with us I think y'all are gonna really like it and you're gonna want to go follow her on Instagram
0: Yeah and the business it's... benefits first responder and military families so it's very relatable yes. and we were connected to her through another through ammo and grace
1: mm-hmm. yeah Instagram's a fun little world because that's how we've connected with a lot of the people that we've interviewed
0: and y'all follow us there if you haven't already and also like us on your. Uh, Wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us uh, five stars, no less than that. We'll accept no less than that.
1: (laughs) Don't tell us if you don't like it. Today's a great interview. We think you're going to love it. So we'll just get right to it. Here is our interview with Zana from Honor the Brave. Okay, tell me, how do you pronounce your name? Zana. Zana, okay.
2: And if it it helps you guys. Susanna is my name, but my family just always called me Zanna,
1: but that kind of helps you know
2: how to pronounce it.
1: That's so, that is such a cute name, Zanna. Thank you. What's your middle name? Marie. Susanna Marie.
2: I was only Susanna Marie when I was in trouble. (laughs) Right.
1: Also, just, I'll apologize in advance if I have to go get my kids. My husband's out of town this week at Academy, and he, anyway, I'm by myself, and my oldest are struggling with bedtime right now and I was like I'm just gonna turn on a movie because I will find yep. a up in and out of bed battle. I remember
2: mine are thirteen and fifteen
1: now so it's
2: different kind of
1: struggles but no, I we are not you do not look old enough to have a thirteen
2: <laughs> I know yeah I do and and but I call the stage you're in it's like such a magical stage so embrace it but I do call it like the trenches because you're just like powering through all the time.
0: I know it's the the days are long but the years are short rule really applies
2: so true so so true.
0: what are the struggles that you have with a 13 and 15 year old what happens
2: um you know what we haven't had major major struggles we did have a freshman this last year so he'll be a sophomore so just that that transition high school and navigating all that we're relatively new to the area we came from a California, two and a half years ago, and he had had a girlfriend for like a year and a half, so he broke up with her right before going into his freshman year. So there was some struggle with that dynamic. But other than that, I mean, they they communicate pretty well. I mean, rap, music, language, I don't know. Those are some of our challenges, but relatively speaking, we're doing okay.
0: (laughs) I, I feel like those days were yesterday. Like, I feel like I was just a 13 and 15 year old and you know what mary did you see somebody posted our yearbook pictures they took pictures of every single black and white yearbook shot from 97 (laughs) and posted
1: it 97 we were in seventh or eighth grade okay we were in eighth grade and they posted on facebook all of our eighth grade photos I asked Bo if he could identify Becky and my husband Steven because we grew up together and he totally picked you out, Becky.
0: Well, that's not a good thing probably, (laughs) but somebody else in the comments, I was like, what? When did this happen? I thought I have it set so I have to approve it and I didn't approve it and people were putting, somebody put, whoa, Becky, and I was like oh, I don't know if that is good or bad, because I definitely see that as a bad thing. But hopefully they're like, whoa, she's changed so much. Woo, that was not her high point.
2: <laughs> no, well, one, I don't think you. high school was any of our high points, yeah. or, or middle school for that matter. No yeah, right. one wants
1: to peak in eighth grade. Exactly. Right. No. Right. And I just
2: got to say, I just adore listening to you. Because you're just so real, and I, I just appreciate. It. Yeah, I appreciate it, you guys.
0: Good. I'm glad that I'm glad that you're listening. I appreciate that. Well, tell us, tell us a little bit, maybe a fun fact about yourself.
2: Okay. Um. Well, gosh, I, I guess one of the unique facts is that my husband and I are high school students, so we've been together since we were 15 and 16. So that's unique these days.
0: Yes, it is. But you know what, Mary can relate to that because they. We're not together at that age, but they were, what do you, like a Romeo and Juliet, maybe situation, Mary? Wait, did they die at the end of Okay, that? so maybe not a Romeo and Juliet, but there was, there, there was some star-crossed, he, her husband may or may not have told a girlfriend that Mary was his soulmate when they were dating. So you have that in common.
1: That was it the dumbest thing he'd ever said in his whole life. Yeah, we were good friends all growing up. Yeah. And then dated other people and then started dating in college. So. Hey. But people think we were high school sweethearts, but we were not. Gotcha. Just assume mean, that because my husband was also voted biggest flirt in high school. <laughs> so he, I was not the only one he was flirting with.
0: So, were there other people that he was saying are soulmates? He's like, "You're my soulmate too, and you're my soulmate."
1: <laughs> to my knowledge, I think I'm the only one he said that about. But I mean, you never know. Well, babe, okay. tell us, tell us about you and your family and where you live now.
2: So, we now live in Bozeman, Montana, just outside of Bozeman, Montana, actually in Gallatin Gateway and gosh that has been one of the best decisions we ever made just to pick our perfect canvas and start start over um so i as i mentioned before we got officially started we have two boys um 13 and 15. so that's a really fun chapter because just new adventures all the time um we're originally both from california um my husband and i both actually are from Sonora, California, which is a super small little mountain town in California. But prior to being here to Montana, he was a law enforcement officer in the San Francisco Bay Area in the city of Sunnyvale. And, you know, as I mentioned, you know, being high school sweethearts, I got to see him go from the boy, you know, I fell in love with to the man he was meant to be finding his calling in law enforcement, which was a really special experience to get to grow up with him and see that evolution and i just loved seeing him in action as an officer i remember you know going on ride-alongs with him and then seeing him in a different light than i was used to seeing him in and almost having the opportunity to sort of fall in love with him all over again as this man that he became and in that role and unfortunately he his career came to a premature end when he was run down by a gang member in a stolen vehicle it hit him on the, the left side and completely um, disintegrated his back, which unfortunately led to multiple surgeries and ultimately the city pulling the plug on his career, not on, not on his terms. That was probably one of our, not probably, it was definitely our darkest chapter in our you know journey together in life. And it was a few years of navigating the physical and then of course the mental emotional aspect of coming through that, but we're both, can truly say we're grateful for all of the journey, the good, bad, and the ugly at this point, And it's led us to where we are and looking back, know that even the negative things that did occur have opened us up to greater possibilities and living where we are and providing the life that we do for our kids. So can find blessing in, in all of it.
1: How many years ago was that?
2: So the original injury when he got hit was 2011 and the surgery, he was off and on. He didn't want to, um, he didn't want his career to be done so he actually was off work for a while they wanted to do fusion immediately he refused um, at the time because he knew that would the city would pull the plug mm. on him if he was refused. so he did a lot of band-aids and made it back out there off and on but um, <clears throat> he it was 2014 when he was finally retired and when he went in for fusion um, so he had nerve ablations, nerve blocks, you know, smaller surgeries, anything to try to avoid that fusion. And by the time it was all said and done, his left leg was half the side of his right leg. And we would be in the grocery store and he'd just fall over and would give out. And just with the nerve issues as a result of the back collapsing on those nerves. And needless to say, so he was retired two days before that final surgery. And so that was, yeah, that was, that was something that that. The whole journey and then watching him hang on so tightly to something that he loved and and destroy himself for it and, and I understood it because it truly was his calling but that being said then navigating the aftermath I mean he was literally in a hospital bed in our living room for a couple months once he was out of the hospital just because our bedroom was upstairs he couldn't navigate the stairs I mean and here's this man as you guys can imagine who to taking care of and protecting and he had to be so vulnerable and dependent mm-hmm. I literally had to help him bathe help him go to the bathroom mean so his dignity was ripped away not to mention his identity how
0: old were your kids at that point
2: so 2014 where are we in 20 we 2019 so four, uh, gosh I can't even do the math 2014 to 2019 five years ago
1: five years uh,
0: so okay
2: Fifteen, so 10 and 8.
0: The hit, the original injury, was three years prior, right?
2: Yeah. And I remember, you know, my kids, because they used to wrestle, you know, with him all the time, and I remember them saying, I want to put like, Dad, are we ever going to be able to wrestle again? Because he would put all his energy into powering through his work days, and then by the time he was home, he couldn't get off the floor, you know, so there was that, too. Yeah, it was just... It was a growing experience for all of us.
0: I mean, the heart you have to have to power through that physical pain, I can't even imagine.
1: Can I ask you one more question? You said he was run over by a gang member in a stolen car. So I'm assuming that was on purpose. Was that like an initiation?
2: No, it was an initiation. I'll, I'll never forget that night. So I had just talked to Jeff. A little while before, he wasn't feeling particularly well that night, and um, so he, I was like, "Why do not you just come home?" And he's like, "No, you know, I'm just gonna power through. I'm gonna try to maybe get a couple of arrests and then just lay low a little bit, writing reports." And anyway, not long after we got off the phone, um, he made a routine traffic stop, and uh, the guy pulled into a driveway that wasn't his, and uh, Jeff pulled in behind him and. He was, you know, kind of teed behind him, blocking him in the driveway. And it ran plates. And I don't know what it's like in your city, but typically they don't approach unless they know it's clear and current, backup's on the way. Anyway, they ran plates, it said clear and current. So he went ahead and approached, thinking, you know, backup would be there shortly because in their city, in the evenings, they usually have a second unit roll in for those things. Anyway, he approached and then was already at the door when he... Just came back and said, made a mistake, stolen vehicle. He was already in it at that point. And the guy was, you know, hands on the steering wheel at first. Anyway, ends up looking at him and telling him, well, starts reaching under the seat, actually. So Jeff thought he was reaching for a gun, looks at him and said, I'm going to kill you, mother effer. And then just guns it towards him. And Jeff's backpedaling. Jeff should have probably taken a shot. He absolutely should have, but two weeks before that. You know, there had been another shooting in this neighboring city. It was blown out of proportion, turned into a race issue, which it wasn't. And so all these things were going through his head at the time because this person was a dark, Hispanic. And he's like, I'm not putting my family through this until I see a gun. So he was waiting for that gun to pull the trigger. Back pedals, back pedals. guy just guns it right towards him and hits him in the left side. It's actually all I watched all on his end bar. Hits him. And then happens to hit the hood of his patrol car, so just so that he drove over the top of his patrol car after he hit Jeff, landed on all fours and took off. And Jeff was adrenaline, hops in his car, turns into a pursuit, chases him down. The guy ends up running into another family, or ending another family. Um, Fortunately, everyone was okay in that. Um, Hops out of his car, nearly was run over by his own car, this uh, criminal. And, um, anyway, he runs into a parking lot, turns into a foot pursuit, Jeff catches up to him, turns into a physical fight, at which point, um, Jeff could feel his balance was off as they were fighting, um, but he, you know, didn't think too much of it. Anyway, back up arrived, Jeff rolled off and could me stand up, um, so by then the adrenaline had worn off and he just thought he had like a stinger like you get in football or whatever, and turns out that was a, what was going on. So, yeah, it was all on bar, playing a country song, it was... It was so him, I got to say, watching it on Enbar, but
0: What a freaking mess.
2: It was a mess. And you know the crazier thing. I guess we all can get a little bit jaded with certain things. And particularly, you know, California right now, the, the guy, they have the three-strike law in California. So if you are a major, you know, violent criminals only, three strikes, you're out. Should have been his third strike. The guy had a rap sheet this thick. And um, anyway, took the strike off the table, pleaded out. I mean, he was back out and on the street, rearrested before Jeff even went in for his first surgery.
0: Uh, So do you know where that guy is now?
2: You know, I don't know where he is now. Um, I know he'd been rearrested multiple times by the time Jeff was retired. I do know that.
1: How is death physically now?
2: He is physically better than we ever could have imagined. He he has good days and bad days still, but far better than if you were to see him, you would never believe that he has the ailments that he does. Because um, the one thing that he could control, well, even prior to that, he did take his fitness very seriously. So that was probably on his side going into it. Um, and it was definitely on his side. On the other side, um, once he started getting back on his feet, he actually hired a trainer, the trainer pro athletes, to kind of get him back in and really, they built, worked on focus for building his core to really support his back. And he, he's great compared to most people who have been through what he's been through, but he has days where he can't walk.
0: Are you a fitness? guru too like are you oh, really I into him.
2: i mean i stay fit and whatnot but but i love my nachos it's and, and trade-offs in my wine and <laughs> anyway um yeah I mean, for him it was at one point you know the one thing he could control kind of after that he's lightened up a bit now but uh um, we both you know try to
1: stay healthy anyway <laughs> but i won't give up nachos or wine yeah <laughs> but, I can only see your head, but you might need <laughs> somebody that looks physically fit. <laughs> Is that a, like a weird comment? I know. I have, I have my wine right now too. I know. I had mine a bit ago. I was like, oh yeah, I I won't watch them, make them watch me drink it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We would. We would be happy to drink it with you virtually. Well, next time for sure. I say I never, I didn't drink coffee or wine before
2: kids, but, but I have my fair share of both now.
0: I would say I was the same. Well, no, that's not true. College. But, um, yeah, Yeah. definitely coffee and wine. It's
2: like the thing that's yours. I felt like coffee was the one thing I didn't have to share when my kids were little
1: and the same with wine. It was like mine. (laughs) so where is y'all's life today today
2: honestly we were just having this conversation actually because I kind of want to pinch myself and for where we've been and where we are I mean when he went through all of that it definitely tried our marriage to to the very core and um, I'm so grateful for that because for us it was always almost always easy until it wasn't and so going through such a challenging time really made us value our relationship in a way that maybe we took for granted before Um, but now here and, and getting going through all of that too i feel like the things in life that would have been a if only turned into a why not and so we picked our perfect campus and we moved our boys out here and all of those things are a blessing that were a result of a really negative Situation. Um, But now we have Honor the Brave, and that's a way for us to stay connected and give back to our first responder family and military and just, I don't know, chasing dreams and knowing anything is possible and soaking up every minute and having adventures.
0: So tell us what Honor the Brave is.
2: Absolutely. So Honor the Brave is something that was born for us in the aftermath of Jeff's retirement, just as searching for the what was next for him, searching for a way to stay connected, um, to our first responder family, to military and, or give back to military, I should say. And, um, my background had been real estate. And so I encouraged him to join me to which he was like, oh, heck no. (laughs) And I, anyway, he just couldn't see being in a sales role, which I completely get. That's not what he is. And, um, He's used to being a pretty you know just telling it like it is and <laughs> sometimes you got to do a little more hand holding than that um that being said i was like well what if we focus on more people so to speak and figure out a way to give back and so it was born at the time uh when we were still in california we give back 10 percent of the agent commission as a thank you for law enforcement military firefighters anyone in the first responder and in military Um, 10% of the agent commission as a thank you for their service. Um, An additional 5% of the agent commission will go to the charity that our client chooses that benefits law enforcement, military, or first responders in some capacity. And our goal with the whole thing is to just create this experience of appreciation through a transaction we're all gonna do in our lives anyway. Um, but also hopefully to create a ripple effect Um, because with each transaction, not only are we getting to appreciate and give back to our client, but we're also donating to the charity they choose um, and hopefully impacting more lives of first responders and of military. And then we have this really great active Marine um, that builds us beautiful handmade wooden flags um, that we have to present upon closing, whether it's American or thin blue line or thin red line, but just yet another reminder um, beyond that transaction of, hey, you know, there are people that appreciate what you guys do every day. And we work hard to vet the agents that we partner with um, because it matters. It matters that we're aligning with people with like values that back the sacrifices that your husbands and my husband did make on a, on a daily basis. And I think in this particular climate, that matters more than it may have mattered in the past. So that's a big deal for us.
1: Okay, so I had walked away the first, like, minute my son came in. So Honor the Brave, are you technically a real estate, like, agency? Like, what would you... So we have a broker, like
2: anybody, like any other realtor. We're both licensed realtors. Um, And when it began, we were both actual active realtors where we actually were going out and showing the property and doing it in that aspect. Um, When we decided to take it nationwide, which was after our move to Montana, um, and what kind of spurred that, which is another kind of awesome thing about this move, is it made us think bigger than we might have. And what spurred that was, not being there to serve the people we had been serving where we came from, and also recognizing that a lot of those folks were moving to other states as well. And it made us go, gosh, okay, how can they receive these kind of benefits and this kind of service, no matter where they're buying or selling in the country? So we stepped back and we revamped and went nationwide with the help of partners across the country. And the how that works for us is um, what's standard in real estate, is we give each other referral fees. So my sister could be moving to Florida and I would align her with an agent that I vetted and that agent would pay me a referral fee. So that's how we're able to leverage it on that scale is our agent partners um, pay us a referral fee out of which we can provide all the benefits.
0: If I'm in Texas and I'm like, I need, I want to use your service. What do I do to go about that?
2: So you can look at our website honor the brave.com on the website you can sign up or just inquire or let us know you know where you're wanting to purchase the home or even just start exploring if you mean, reach out any question um our phone numbers are also there as our our emails we're pretty open book and that matters to us not just for real estate but sometimes people maybe hear our story and relate to that and it's been really great that maybe they reach out just because they're maybe going through something similar. So for now, we keep all of that public and hopefully that never bites us. Uh, but yeah, so our phone numbers are there you can call us directly or inquire on um, the website.
0: And everybody, she is in Montana. So keep that in mind before you call her from the East Coast and you're calling her at 4 a.m.
2: <laughs> it's all good. And, and I just, uh, if you're ever passing through Montana, let us know. I love, I, we love just, people. And that's, as you guys know, with what you're doing too, I'm sure it just making this whole network so much smaller. I feel like we're just growing this amazing family of first responders, military, and people pass through and we get to connect and we've been like, oh, right. Stop so it. That.
0: Do people really pass through Montana? I feel like that's not really a pass through kind of a state. Well, now, okay. I've been there. It's,
2: it's a destination, not okay, a pass <laughs> I mean, we're an hour from Yellowstone, so I, people visit Montana. I should say, yeah, not so much
1: faster. <laughs> so, if someone was gonna put their house on the market, what, like, what are some practical tips that you would give a homeowner about to sell their house?
2: Absolutely,
1: or how to first of them. all. Um, I mean, definitely.
2: It doesn't cost anything to reach out and have a professional, hopefully one of our Under the Brave partners, but regardless, have a professional come and give you um, some information. Have a look at your property, have them give you some advice on what they would update, what would be valuable to update, and what isn't worth your money. You know, I think people make the mistake of putting money into the wrong things at times. Reach out to a professional and have them come and look at everything so they can give you advice and simply declutter. Start packing away the things that you don't need and impersonalize it a bit.
0: Like okay, so what 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 do people make mistakes on?
2: Gosh, I think one of the biggest mistakes is just being emotionally attached to certain items and realizing you have to step out of it being your home and try to look at your home through the eyes of someone who needs to see it as their own home. And so what do you need to get rid of to do that? And so it is removing not all, but a lot of the personal pictures and items and making it a, a much more neutral atmosphere and I call it organized dance. Just have a place for everything. A basket. A, a place to shove stuff really quick. <laughs> so it appears like you got it together.
1: <laughs> when we sold our house a few years back, one of my friends had told me stuff all of your like if you get a showing, stuff all of your dishes or anything in your oven because no one oh. opens the oven. Oh
2: that I don't, You know what? I haven't heard that one, but that is genius advice. Yep. No one's going to open your oven.
1: So that's why I was like, if you have like anything out last minute, just shove it all in your oven in the kitchen anyway. And I did that every time. Organized
2: chaos, that's what I say. That's just a
1: a new one, but yeah,
2: I just have a quick place to shove stuff, whatever it is. The oven is a good advice. They're like,
0: and Mary, you're not going to be cooking anytime soon, so we know you won't turn the oven on and burn your house down with all the stuff you've shoved in there.
1: With all the like plastic cups, they're all melted and you have to replace them. Yeah, what about
0: this? Is a dumb question, never mind. Ask it, ask
1: it. No, I was going to say – okay, I was going to say another thing they told me to do um, was set out little water – like, have little waters in your pantry, and, like, I would have cookies. Like, I'd go to Costco and or Walmart and buy, like, already baked cookies and have them – like in my pantry so if i had a showing i'd shove everything in the oven and then i'd get out like four little waters and some little cookies and put them on a plate <laughs> so that whenever they came through they remember my house is like the cookie house and the water
2: it apart. that's that's a great idea to me that's a little more up to the agent i don't feel like you should have one more thing on your plate but but if you have it, that's great and just yeah that brings to mind just to have it smell good, you know. People cook and do things, so if you have to go, you know, to the store and get some blade plugins, just and and have it smell like food, vanilla or something like that. Not a florally scent because some people are super sensitive, but just have it smell like there's something good to eat. You don't even have to have the cookies; just have to smell like there are. Well, and you know
0: she's got all the plates and whatnot in her oven and the plastic cups. So there's definitely not cookies coming out of there so we're gonna have to totally fake it with a glade plug-in
1: <laughs> do you work with does Honor the brave you work with the agent the real estate agent doesn't necessarily have to be with a specific real estate company it could be anybody that y'all vet is that correct exactly exactly so we have partners
2: from Teak brokerages to you know Keller Williams to Caldwell Banker to Berkshire Hathaway and it doesn't matter um, what their brokerage is their brokerage does have to to approve for them to of course be a part of what we do which hasn't been an issue except I that does bring to mind there are a few states a handful of states that do have some restrictions on the benefits we can provide so in those um situations and I believe those states are listed on our website we uh have some of them don't allow us to do the rebates so we have other ways to create benefits we can do the charity donation and then we can do things like gift cards and just state to state where there are restrictions we have to be a little bit more creative with benefits we can offer
0: do you have some personal stories of people that um have been touched by honor the brave
2: yes i do gosh so many well one of the special ones that i think is somewhat how we became connected was with Cody from Ammo and Grace. Mm-hmm. So she and her husband bought their first home using Honor the Brave. And gosh, just I I feel like we build a family every transaction that we have. We just connect with these amazing people and get to make this what is especially as a first-time home buyer, that's it's overwhelming and emotional and exciting. And you name it, you know, it's the whole gamut of emotions as you go through that and so for us to be able to align them with someone that we feel like it's really going to hold their hand through that process and make it a little less scary um, and a little more exciting for them that was really special just because they're also high school sweethearts it was kind of like a flashback in time for us yeah. to get to see them you know where they're at in their chapter and so that was very special and then one that comes to mind is this gentleman in Connecticut, and the biggest gruff guy, bald, you know, old burly mustache, retired Marine, and his agent FaceTimed me upon closing, and he's just crying, like, he the his flag, and um, it just meant so much to him, and he never thought he was going to buy a house, and then he did, and just to have it be this amazing experience, and then when that flag was presented, it just to see this big burly fella crying with emotion um, just because he was appreciated was one that definitely I'll never forget.
1: I, I just love the whole idea of this. It's I feel like it just serves so many people. It's great for y'all. It's great for first responder families. It's great for real estate agents. You know, it's yeah. it's like a game that everyone wins at. That's how how we feel, and you know, there are, there's other programs out
2: there that do similar things, that focus on the same people, and I feel like what sets us apart from those is who we are and why we do what we do, for one thing. It's not a business plan. I mean, of course, we want everyone to be succeeding in this whole process, but that's that's not what it's about. It's about the heart behind it and why we do what we do. And it really matters us to us to make that impact. But also from our realtor aspect and our partners, most of the other organizations out there charge a fee just to be a part of it. We don't, that's not what it's about for us. There's no fee to be a part of what we do. The only time there's a fee, so to speak, is when they're transacting. So it's a win-win all the way around for the agents hopefully they get to set themselves apart in a really great way and give back. And so, and it's, as I'm finding agents, you know, you really quickly see who gets it and who doesn't. And the ones that get it are like, Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I'm so grateful to have this opportunity to give back. And the ones that don't, we probably don't want to be doing business with them anyway because they, they don't get it and that's okay. That's great. You know, but.
0: Yeah, no, we, 100% get that in a different way in that when Mary and I are approached a lot about, well, tell us what your podcast is, what it's about. And so we're constantly having to explain to people that we started this because we wanted to build a community. And we've been in places where we've had lots of law enforcement friends or we haven't. And there's just so much heart that comes in bonding with other women in particular that understand each other, whether or not your husband's in the same agency or department, you still get it to some degree. And, and you want to say, like, listen, I got your back. I understand. Bring whatever you have to my door, and we'll talk about it. You know? I don't know. I just I, love that community.
2: I, I'm the same, and I. that's why we say, I mean, truly, reach out to us. And it doesn't have to be real estate related. If there's some part of our journey that you identify with, even if it's just teenagers and girlfriends like hey you know what we're here to lend in here and just be in a relationship and if if there's some insight we can offer or or even if there's not but just that year it's about building this community and it's, it's so much bigger than real estate for us that just happened to be the tools that i had to work with for us to create what we created
1: where can we find
2: you on social media Um, At Honor the Brave um, on Facebook, we have the Honor the Brave page. Same with Instagram. I'm trying to do the Twitter thing. I'm not super savvy with it, but it's there. And then we both have LinkedIn profiles as well. And right now, you'll see me a lot more on a lot of that than him, uh, mostly because he's a little more behind the scenes with those sorts of things. And he also, you know, I think it's important for me to say, in addition to Honor the Brave, he, he's still called to protect, and so he does work privately for a family and secure their properties, and which is great because he still has the opportunity to do that, but it also is great for us because with Honor the Brave, we can stay focused. There's no part of it that is like, oh, my gosh, we have to pay our bills, which is great. That that part of his forte covers our livelihood and our overhead, and Honor the Brave, we can stay focused on the give back, and it's never – oh my gosh, are we going to pay our bills too? You know, And I think that's a blessing that we have as a result of him having the experience he has to offer things in that area as
0: well. So he doesn't have to be. I was going to ask you if he's gotten more comfortable with the salesy stuff, you know, like the, how you were saying no, earlier, kind of like...
2: I'm not even comfortable with sales per se. <laughs> I'm comfortable with relationships. And he is too, but um, it just, you know... How we show up are, are two different ways, I guess. And I told him it's funny. I mean, he's great with you know his cop buddies and speaking, and they speak the language, right? The, yes,
0: very much.
2: <laughs> so I mean, I I'm not a cop, and I'm never gonna try to be. um I appreciate, but I don't speak the language.
0: Amen. That so Amen. That's where
2: he's powerful. <laughs> yeah, but what's crazy is it's the wives. It's the wives that make the decision. <laughs> Like, because we're relationship based. So, being in relationship with the women, they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Like, we're fast friends. You know, I think that um, it's just we have to bring two different things to the table. So,
0: I feel like if my husband was selling a house, he would be like, okay, listen, here's what it is
1: the roof is 12 years old. And (laughs) the toilets are all need to be replaced that's what that's no. what Becky's husband would say yeah no. no. he replaced all of their toilets when they've all of their toilets you have like three it sounds
0: like yeah. you have like eight yeah <laughs> here in our huge mansion he replaced them all we had a toilet in our living room for like two weeks or something one of them we weren't like you know using the restroom outside or anything but we he had one out there. So, like, I have pictures of my kids just sitting on the toilet in the living room watching TV. Like, no big deal. Why
1: not? <laughs> well, this was, this was so good to talk. No, oh, no, I'm sorry. Okay. This <laughs>
2: is
1: <I> <laughs> hi, bud. <everyone. laughs> say hi. Hi. Okay, go watch Madagascar. We're
0: almost done. Hi. Okay. I'm sorry, y'all. Here oh. Mama, open it.
1: He's he's like, I'm not going to say hi. I just want my cheese open. I loved hearing your story, Zanna. And I right before I was about to say your name, I thought Susanna. Yes. So that trick helped me. Tell your husband thank you for his service. And this is such a fascinating service that y'all offer everyone. So guys, go find them on Instagram. If you're selling a house, you need to contact her. Thank you. Yes, I'm talking to my microphone. It feels like I
2: should be. I have to say thank you to your husbands and to you guys for all that goes with the career as well. Thank you.
0: Well, that's sweet of you.
1: Yeah. Dana, we loved talking to you and we're so thankful that you joined us today. I am thankful to talk with
2: you both. And let me know if you're ever um, not passing through but visiting Montana. <laughs> <laughs> I'd
0: Listen, love to meet you guys. I have been there and it is gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. And it was our destination.
2: There you go. Yep, I am very grateful for the journey that led us to where we are. It's awesome.